Welcome to the Shy Fit Podcast. Welcome to Shy Fit's first ever podcast. Uh, we've decided to create a podcast for all of our members, for coaches, uh, and for CrossFitters, functional fitness athletes, so they can listen in and sort of come there and hear some of the different ideas that we have and hear about our business and loads of different things that we're progressing with. So hopefully you can learn something, can join and become part of our community. Uh, we've got Max here, one of our king coaches. What up? And uh, with today we're going to talk about how the gym and how shy if it started, uh, what we've grown to over the last three years, uh, and are some of our aims now over the next few years. And also then we're going to add a little bit at the end, a little bit of advice for you guys if you're an athlete or you train, uh, or you're just a normal person that's just starting to do some kind of training, a uh, few little bits of advice to sort of help your training uh, and make the experience as enjoyable as possible. Um, but to begin with, uh, the beginning of Shire Fit and how all of it started. But um, for me, I was in the Royal Marines and I started to do CrossFit, really enjoyed it. And for me personally, I realized that in my workplace, I wasn't quite getting the satisfaction out of it. And I realized I wasn't probably having an influence on somebody or helping as much as I physically could. Uh, so I decided to take the chance to go and put my notice in and see if we could set up a, a gym and really start to help some people. And I think Max, you were in a pretty similar situation to what I was in. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of unsatisfied by the way that we were running the shop in the parachute regiment. Um, probably because we're trying to do too much, we never did, got a chance to do anything properly. Um, and I saw Jack in a position of leadership in um, Shire at Wellingborough, um, and I was quite jealous of that leadership position that he had, and I wanted to be in that sort of position myself, so that's kind of what pushed me towards the CrossFit coaching lifestyle. Hang on, yeah, um, well, we you know, it was a massive learning experience for me. I went from not knowing how to run a business to suddenly having something growing, uh, so I left went through the, the hardship and some of you that are gym owners have probably had this before of trying to find the location, uh, find the right premises and the property, get the council to approve it all, find the funding and the money to set it all up. Uh, and genuinely, I will not lie to you, I went into it so blind. I remember opening the doors on the first day and I just literally hoped someone walked through the door and I was still in reception with my mother uh, and we opened the doors and no one was there and I was like, who's on turns up today? And I remember like 15 minutes later, I still remember now we had like two people walk in um, and I knew them already and they come to have a little look and then slowly throughout the day we had a few more uh, and within the first three months we had uh, 18 members, I remember, and then we slowly just sort of grew from there. Are any of them listening to this podcast? They, if they yeah. are, they need to comment below. Yes, that's so true. And there will be there'll probably be quite a few. We've we've still got so many members when we first started, and um, uh, we've definitely been lucky with the group of members we've had that's so dedicated to what we've been doing, and they've always been on our shoulders and helping us move forward. But uh, yeah, originally we set up as uh, like a traditional CrossFit affiliate, so we said we were called CrossFit East North Ants. And for the first two years, we, we grew relatively quickly. We got to the point where we, we hit 100 members just before the, the first year mark. And it was just myself coaching. Uh, then I experienced the classic coach burnout where I suddenly realized that, oh my God, 
I can't keep doing this. I was getting too tired. Couldn't, couldn't manage it any further. Uh, and this is where I brought our first employee in. Uh, coach Ed come in. We trained him up. He started to coach. And then we could suddenly, I had a big chunk of time to concentrate on the business and some of the leadership aspects that I hadn't even thought about beforehand. Uh, and that's what we've probably, from then, gone through a huge amount of transition. If we fast forward now, uh, we've now the business has now been running for just over three years. Uh, we've now got nine employees, uh, all full time. And then we're now, we've now rebranded, and we'll talk about it in a second. We've opened a second location. We've started a whole training protocol for all our staff. Uh, and now our members are edging over 300. So it's been a huge, huge learning experience. And I still am learning now every day, and I'm still making mistakes. But the, the fun thing is it you've got the ability to control what happens a lot more, which is a big thing for me. Uh, with my previous job, I felt like I didn't have much control or I didn't have the opportunity to really influence any kind of change. Um, but in terms of rebrand, we work all across East North Ants. And as you see from the podcast, we're now called Shirefit. Reason being, uh, Cross East North Ants for me was like a locational name. And I knew by having a location, locational name, we were limited just by that area. So it didn't really offer any kind of growth. And if you're a gym owner, you'll know now that only in one location uh, and managing it effectively and growing it really, really big is a difficult, challenging task. Uh, whereas our business model and our aim really is to open lots of different shy fit hubs all over the place that allows us to hit lots of different areas within the country and all over. Uh, and more importantly, which is the most important thing for us, which is help as many people as possible. Uh, the a few other reasons for the rebrand really for us, obviously it gave us opportunity for growth. I wanted to create a, like, like a brand that people recognize themselves with, not just an affiliate name. And then really, uh, we still deliver CrossFit and we still deliver the functional, like functional fitness training, but um, I didn't want to be affiliated with what every other CrossFit gym was doing. I wanted to show that we were doing things and we were trying to work as hard as we could do things differently. Uh, and also show people that we are just different, all locations, all different CrossFit gyms, uh, do things differently and run their business differently, which is what I think makes it so effective as well. Um, you sort of saw, you were with us, Max, when you, when you saw us go through the rebrand process. What was your initial thoughts when you saw what was happening? Yeah, I think it just massively professionalized the outfit, um, turned it into, you know, the one, owner who's head coach who runs the entire CrossFit gym to an actual business um, with you know scope to grow and also training protocols in place for staff um, you know the community centres were a part of the new gym in Wellingborough and how we rebranded for that as well so yeah I think it just took us up a notch and just improved the professionalism of the business massively. Yeah yeah you're right I think um I, I certainly had a point where with, with the business where I got to a point where I could either decide it for it to be a hobby or I could take the decision to make it into a, an actual business. And I knew if we wanted to survive long term and I got into this game for one reason, which was I wanted to try and look back in 20 years time and think, yeah, I've, I've had a very, very small influence on some people and made them get better. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. And in order for us to do that, we needed to train people long term. And to do it long term, then it meant we couldn't make it a hobby business. It had to be an actual professionalised business that could survive and be uh, and keep growing. But my personal aim 
with where we want to go now with Shirefit is we want to open more hubs and we've been lucky enough to have the opportunity to grow a second location uh, which Max and, and Coach Dan and Josh are running up at the minute and they're doing a, a, an awesome job of building the community really, really quickly. Um, we've been open three months now and we've already had to have more classes in, the community's already grown, we've had social events, so it's been really, really good to sit back and and see other people that are part of the business growing it um, rather than just myself. In fact, those guys doing a better job than I probably would have done if it was me on my own, which is which is amazing to see. I want us to be able to continue to help people uh, of all different abilities and really have a big influence on them, improve their lifestyle, their fitness, and offer them as much service and as high quality service as physically possible. Um, that's really my personal aim within Shirefit. What what would your aim be, Max? Yeah, I think um, all of the coaches at Shirefit got into the job because they liked to help people to achieve their goals. And that's like the fundamental reason why you get into this profession. Um, and a lot of them have sacrificed things along the way, money, time, uh, you know, mental capacity and strength in some cases with certain members. <laughs> but um, yeah, just because they want to help people uh, realise their potential and realise their goals. And when someone comes through the door on the first day, um, it could be growing confidence, it could be lose weight, it could be put 10 kilos on their back squat, it doesn't matter what it is, but everyone wants to help people achieve their goals. Yeah, I think that's our, definitely our biggest challenge now, is getting people in and probably re-educating them to what CrossFit and fitness is all about. I think uh, we've gone through a transitional stage with fitness now, it's become quite elitist, uh, and our biggest thing is we want people to come through the door that don't have a background of fitness, that we can teach them how to move properly, how to be injury free and how to make themselves better. Uh, and that's something we're definitely progressing with. But in terms of the business now, where are we at? We've obviously got our two locations. Uh, Max is gonna be going off and heading up very far north, um, up to Yorkshire to open a third location, which is really, really exciting for us. Uh, to go into a completely different area and it's going to be like a huge learning curve as well and hopefully you guys can sort of listen in and we'll definitely do further podcasts about what's been going on with that um, and then for us we want to continue to grow the team uh, really try and diversify all the coaches they have a real vast amount of knowledge that can help and then continue to see where we can grow whether we offer more online um, one of our things is we want to try and offer things to coaches and try and help them perform as well as possible, as well as members that possibly can't come to our locations because they don't live nearby. And we'll definitely start announcing and talking about some of those things uh, over the near future. But talking about helping people, obviously we said at the start of the podcast, one of the things we were going to talk about was how you can maximise your training within the gym. And we've split into four sections here. And we said about uh, your, your physical side of training, the mental side, your recovery, and nutrition and treating it like that square uh, and the four sort of corners of the square. So I think the first one's really physical and Max has been now coaching for quite a while and has a good experience of seeing a vast different amount of athletes coming through the door. What's some of the things you've noticed or some of the tips you'd probably recommend some people? Um, so to enhance your training physically when you come into the gym, you need to be able to be coachable that's a really good quality that we're looking for in the athletes that come through the door so they listen to what the coach is the direction the coach has given them and therefore perform the workout to the correct 
um, or the, the desired stimulus as it was planned when we programmed it. We spend a lot of time and effort on the programming side, making sure that we create a program that's effective um, and we program a output or a de desired stimulus for each workout and so listening to what the coach says in terms of direction of weight and intensity is really key for um, getting the, the maximum out of the program. Yeah, that's so true. I think um, something we realised pretty quickly was the programming is very, very important and, and, and the way it's coached is just as important, if not more, because uh, there's certain reasons certain workouts are written or certain things are coached and being willing to listen to exactly what that coach is telling you and, uh, and be as effective as possible with what you're coaching is really, really important. So what I mean by that is when you come in the gym and you've got that coach telling you, right, we need to be working on technique here. We don't want to be going heavy. We're going to really try and nail down this and this and this. It's being willing to listen to that uh, and know it's done for the right reasons and be patient with, with your training. Uh, that's probably my biggest point in terms of physical is when you're in the gym, be prepared to listen to exactly what the task is and be confident knowing the coach knows what to do. We, we've built a massive training network for the coaches. The programming is, is written three months in advance. We send out videos to all of the staff, explain every single part of the session so they can perform as well as possible. So they're all built in so we can go through that. Uh, mental, probably for me, the biggest one. Uh, and the one that most affects people when it comes to training, the mental side of physical training. Um, and something that can really, really affect how you do, but what's your experience with that? So, I think there's probably two good qualities that we're looking for when people come through the doors, and that's patience, which we've already touched on um, in the programming side of things, trusting in the program, trusting in the coach, and working on those finer skills before we load up to develop, develop the skill and the residual strength in order to perform these movements. And also, another key quality we're looking for is resiliency. So, we want people to. Um, CrossFit is a program that will show you things eventually, no matter how good athlete that you are, will show you things that you're not good at. And so, we need people to be able to bounce back, from, bounce back from that, and look at the success that they've achieved in that session. It might be stringing toaster bar together. It might be getting your first muscle up, or it might be just getting our double under but you need to be able to take that success and live off that success and be resilient and come back the next day looking for the next little bit of success that you're going to find because if you're constantly shooting for the best time in the gym or really complex movements, you're probably going to be disappointed along the way. Mm, yeah, patience is really, really important. Um, Realise, like, in terms of when we say patience, what I personally mean is you're not going to be able to do everything straight away. And I think you need to be willing and goal-driven to be taking your time to build up uh, and really want to work to get those different things. Like Max said, with all these different skills, they can be super small, they can be super big. It could be the, the, the hanging on the bat for 10 seconds, or it could be doing uh, linked muscle-ups in the middle of a workout. All those goals are the same, and you're going to be trying to achieve them, but it's about being patient to get to them. Um, the one quality I always look for in someone they come into the gym as a member is a willingness to work hard. And that is probably the only quality you need to have. Uh, I think, again, the fitness industry has been rife with trying to make things easy and fast. Uh, but the problem is, those results never actually happen. It's very, very false. 
if you want to get anywhere and achieve something, you're going to have to put some work in on the way. And if you walk into the gym expecting to have to have it really easy, not put any effort in and see loads of progress, it's probably not going to happen. And so I would definitely say the first college you need to have is have that patience and be willing to walk in and just work as hard as you can physically can. You don't need to be able to do loads of movements. You don't need to be, we, we've had so many different vast range of people walk through the door, people that have never done any exercise in their lives to people that have trained all their life. That doesn't matter. All that matters is that you're gonna come in, want to listen to the coaches, be patient and be able to work as hard as you can because that's where you're gonna really see the benefit. Um, so the two last points really recovery uh, and this is a tough one because when people think recovery you often look online and you, rec- you read and you revise all the recovery protocols that pro athletes follow uh, and it's quite important to remember when none of us are pro athletes so what, was, what would you say when it comes to recovery? So we're going to touch on uh, nutrition as a whole separate point in itself but nutrition is a part of it and the, fi- the most important second part I think is sleep and a lot, lot of um, people live bu- busy lifestyles where they work really long hours and have to get up in the morning to train or have to get up early and I understand the constraints that they're under um, but it's just that awareness that the, the, the sleep is part of your recovery and that prioritising it sometimes is key so when you're sat there watching that Love Island program that Jack's have, Jack absolutely yeah, loves. Yeah, he's missing at the moment. Um, <laughs> at eleven o'clock at night, um, when you could be in bed sleeping, the poten- potential for you to recover has been lost a little bit. Um, so, prioritising sleep, trying to reduce your screen time before you go to sleep, as two small little work on points that you can take away as homework, Epic, yeah. um, will improve that recovery massively. Yeah, that's huge. Something I'm terrible at is sleep, and it does make a big difference Do you to me. Talk to the um, listeners about rest days and perhaps active recovery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, rest days. The the one thing, especially if you've done it already now, you'll know CrossFit functional fitness is severely like addictive. And you often get to the point where you do not want to have a rest day because you feel you're missing out. Um, But just know that rest days are so important. And the argument for that sometimes is, well, I I can come in, I'll still be able to do it. But you're probably not getting the most from it, not performing as well as you could, you're not lifting as well as you possibly could, uh, which means this is going to be a continuation that happens throughout training. So rest days just allow your body to recover. So when you come back into the gym the next day, you can perform as physically best as you possible. It's also important for you when you're working in a normal job to be able to take those rest days and not have to rush around. You can go home and relax and have some free head time, which I feel like not many people have anymore, uh, is that just free space, not having to stress about anything or think about anything. Uh, Active recovery, Max, what would you sort of say or recommend from active, active recovery before we finish off? So active recovery is usually some, it's a protocol used by usually top level athletes um, where they're trying to keep the same amount of training volume but they, but they also want to increase their training adaptation. So uh, active recovery can do like light, long workouts that are not particularly intense, um, stuff like light rowing, like cycling, a, a jog, um, but the key for that is that it's not intense and that you don't struggle through it. Um, I like to use my active recovery as like really um, as an opportunity to do things outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. So go for a like nice long walk or a hike or do a little bit of climbing or something like that where 
your mind's completely away from the gym and you're rested, but your body's still moving. Um, yeah, that would be my take on active recovery. Yeah, I agree. I think um, obviously w when you've got families and long hour jobs, doing things like that is relatively difficult. But what you can use active recovery as is an opportunity just to spend time with family and do things like Max said you would normally do, whether it's literally as simple as taking the kids up to the park and playing with them for an hour or going for a walk with your partner and things like that. I think uh, it's an easy way of just moving the body if you're feeling stiff from training and getting on. I think um, for us to finish up on that, we sort of talked about the physical side of things and saying, listen, be prepared to listen to the coaches. No matter what gym you go to, they're there for the right reason. They want to help you. So listen to what they have to say and listen to the programming um be super patient don't feel like you need to rush through things and if you're not sure on things ask the coaches the beauty of what we have is the coaches are all trained and they know all this information you can ask them um, and then we said about the willingness to work hard uh, and want to achieve something if you want to achieve something you need to work hard and to get that mindset sometimes you have to set goals you have to have reasons why you're doing those things um, we talked about recovery uh, and sleep pattern, being prepared that you're going to be stressed from work. Uh, so don't worry if sometimes you don't have a great training session. Uh, try and get sleep. Make sure that you are, you're you trying to add in some kind of active recovery whenever you can and make it effective as possible. I think uh, in terms of our nutrition, there's something that Max knows loads about. I think we're definitely going to do a future podcast where we really break down nutrition. Um, if you have questions, if you have ideas or things you'd like us to talk about, then you can give us a shout, send us an email at team at shire.fit. Um, we can sort of come up with these ideas, add them into the podcast and give you some shout outs as well for uh, requesting them. Did you have any final points, Max, before we, we head off? No, not do. Epic. Sounds good, guys. Thank you very much for listening uh, and get subscribing so you can listen when we put our next podcast.